Welcome to Pro Life in 7 Minutes, the show where I spend over 20 minutes teaching you how you can persuade a pro choice person in only seven. I'm your host, Katherine Burrow. I'm the co founder and executive director of the Abortion Dialogue Academy, also known as ADA. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I was originally not planning on publishing a podcast episode today, but I decided to record a little bonus episode, and I'm also publishing this Saturday's episode early. And the reason is because of the Supreme Court leak. If you have not heard the amazing news yet, there was a leak of Supreme Court documents saying that The Supreme Court is planning to overturn Roe v. Wade and the right to restrict abortion will be returned to the states. And this is really great news because this means that finally we will be able in our individual states to elect politicians who will outlaw abortion. And we could see abortion become illegal in a lot of states throughout the country. And that's going to save so many lives. So it's a really exciting day. And I wanted to record something for all of you because... (laughs) I have a feeling that many of you are discovering that there are a lot of pro-choice people in your life that you did not know were pro-choice. Before I got into pro-life apologetics, I had always just kind of assumed that anyone I knew who was like a good, kind person was pro-life because, you know, why would the good, kind people in my life support killing babies? That just didn't make any sense to me. Um, But then I got into apologetics and I quickly realized that that was not a good assumption. So over the next couple of months, I predict, as I predicted in my first episode as well, that this issue is going to become more and more talked about. And it's going to become really important that we as pro-life advocates learn how to talk about this issue in a way that is persuasive to pro-choice people. So if you're sitting there a little bit surprised and shocked by how many pro-choice people are in your life, I have some hopefully helpful tips and tricks for you today. So today I want to talk about two things. The first is I want to talk about how to have conversations on social media, because at this point, we've published all four parts of our seven-minute argument. So you can go and you can learn the seven-minute argument we teach that in 2021 persuaded one in five pro-choice people to be pro-life. But the thing you have to keep in mind about our seven-minute argument is that it is designed to be done in an in-person one-on-one conversation. And for many of you, that's not where the majority of your abortion conversations take place. For a lot of you, these conversations are in the comment section online. So I want to talk about social media. And then I want to talk about what you do when you don't have seven minutes to talk to someone, when you maybe only have 30 seconds to defend why you're pro-life. So I'm going to give you my 30-second soundbite that I would use in a conversation with someone if I didn't have time to go through the whole argument, but I still wanted to explain to them why I was pro-life in a way that I knew would be compelling and persuasive. First, let's tackle social media. So I'm going to be completely honest with all of you. I do not like social media for these conversations. If you remember from episode two, the number one thing you have to do in order to be persuasive is keep your conversation calm. And the reason you have to keep the conversation calm and you have to keep the pro-choice person calm is because we are going to make an argument that is based in logic and reason. And when people are upset and agitated, they literally cannot think critically. Like it's, it's physically impossible for them to think critically and consider the argument. And if they're not thinking critically and they're not considering your argument, you're really not going to persuade them. So 
Social media makes it very difficult, though, to keep conversations calm because of essentially three factors that are all happening simultaneously. The first is the crowd dynamic. One of the interesting things we've learned over the past nine years of having volunteers out there having these conversations and us really studying persuasion is that it is significantly harder to present our seven-minute argument effectively to a group of people. And the reason is because nobody wants to sound dumb in front of their friends. So because of that, when a conversation has an audience, pro-choice people are more aggressive, they're more combative, they dig their heels in more, and they're harder to persuade because they're trying to save face. Now, that's true when you have, you know, two or three people listening to a conversation. With social media, though, the entire internet... (laughs) is listening to the conversation. It's a crowd on steroids. And so understandably, pro-choice people are significantly more aggressive, combative, and defensive in that environment when there's so many people watching what they're saying. On top of the crowd dynamic making people more on edge, There's also the really fun dynamic of unhelpful bystanders. Sometimes you'll be having an online conversation and it'll be going pretty well. Maybe you're discussing abortion in the comments section and you're doing a good job keeping the pro-choice person calm, keeping the conversation agreeable and productive, only to have a well-meaning pro-life person join the thread and and they think the best way to help you is to call the pro-choice person a bunch of names and say a bunch of offensive things and maybe misrepresent their view and completely derail the conversation. Or maybe it's not a pro-life person who jumps in to help. Maybe it's another pro-choice person or someone on the fence and they distract the pro-choice person and just derail the progress that you were making. Social media allows for really anyone to interrupt an exchange and add their two cents, regardless of whether or not their two cents is particularly helpful or persuasive. And so that's another dynamic with public comments is anyone can comment, (laughs) which means that anyone can interrupt you and hurt your progress. And then finally, the last thing that you lose with social media is you lose body language. You lose eye contact. You lose tone. You lose a lot of the nonverbal cues that we use essentially to keep conversations agreeable and calm. You lose smiles. You lose nods. You you lose all of that because it's just text on a screen. And because it's text on a screen, the purchase person, it's a lot harder for them to get all of that positive body language from you. And it's a lot easier for them to read aggression into the words that you wrote. And it's also a lot easier for them to respond with aggression because there's a certain weird dynamic that happens with social media where it becomes really easy for the purchase person to dehumanize you and to talk to you in a way that they really would never talk to someone in person. So all those factors are working against you. It's going to be hard to persuade people. That being said, if you really want to have conversations online, here are my top tips for how to do it in a way that is going to be the most effective. So the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is go back and listen to episode two of this podcast, because I think it's going to be really important that you enter the conversation with the right mental picture of the pro-choice person. I think it's really easy for pro-life people to demonize pro-choice people, but when you demonize them, it makes it hard for you to be able to speak to them in a way that is going to be compelling and persuasive. And so I think if you go back and you listen to that episode, I think it'll help you understand that a lot of people are pro-choice, not because they're mean monsters, so to speak, but 
you know, they've just really never heard a compelling secular argument against abortion, and they're just trying to advocate for women, even if they're a little misguided in how they're doing that. That's my first piece of advice is come into the conversation with a compassionate, humanized view of the person you're talking to. My next piece of advice is to go listen to episode three, because in that episode, I talk about a concept called common ground. Common ground is where you take the time to say areas of agreement between yourself and the pro-choice person. And this is going to be really, really, really important on social media because social media is naturally going to have much tenser conversations. So you're going to need a lot more common ground in the conversation to kind of pat it and make it more agreeable. So go listen to that episode as well. Third, I'm going to encourage you to take the conversation off of social media or at least get it out of the public part of it. Direct messaging people you'll find is a lot more effective than commenting. I understand that sometimes you kind of feel like you need to comment because of all the people who are watching. Um, But just recognize that when you're commenting and a bunch of people are watching that environment, it is harder to reach that person. So as much as possible, you know, moving the conversation to a text, a direct message, a phone call even, as much as you can do that, that's going to really, really help the conversation. And finally, I think it's really important on social media that we encourage and that we model kindness. And I think sometimes people think that I'm encouraging them to be kind because it's like the right thing to do. But really, I mean, it is the right thing to do, but also like it's the effective thing to do. (laughs) It is. It is the effective thing to do. You know, we've all heard the saying, you're going to win more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. But then for some reason, we approach these conversations on abortion and we're like, we're going to use the vinegar. (laughs) We're going to shower them with vinegar. But thing you have to recognize is that you've got to keep the pro-choice person calm. You have to represent the pro-life view well. You have to welcome people to our side. And the way you do that is through kindness. So make sure that all of the comments that you're doing are kind, that they represent the pro-life movement well, that they are welcoming pro-choice people to change their mind, to join us, to switch sides. And additionally, if you see pro-life people who maybe are not modeling kindness, who are you know being aggressive or insulting pro-choice people or just not really going about this the right way, it's often good to encourage them to be kind. I would typically do that, you know, maybe not publicly, but you know, maybe in a direct message. You could message them and say, like, hey, have you heard of this podcast? It's called Pro-Life in Seven Minutes. They persuade people to be pro-life in seven minutes. Like you seem really passionate. I think you'd really benefit from this information. Because I'm telling you right now, no pro-life person is trying to be ineffective. It's like nobody wakes up in the morning and they're like, you want to know what I want to do today? I want to have a conversation on abortion that goes so badly that the pro-choice person becomes more pro-choice at the end. Nobody's doing that, obviously. And so what we found is that a lot of pro-life people just don't know how to talk about this issue because it's a hard issue. So this leads me to my last piece of advice, which may sound like a shameless plug, but share this podcast. I'm serious. Share this podcast with the people you know, because it's going to become really important that pro-life people learn how to talk about this issue, especially now more than ever. If the decision to restrict abortion is returned to the states, these state elections are going to become really important. Like We need to persuade voters and people to be pro-life so that we can get 
abortion outlawed in all 50 states. And on top of that, though, we need to persuade people to be pro-life because even with abortion illegal in many of the states, we are going to have the issue of illegal abortions. I mean, in particular with the abortion pill, given that it is a pill, it's going to be a really easy item to become another drug on the black market. And so how do we reach and persuade people so that not only does abortion become illegal in the states, not only is that what voters want, but individuals in crisis pregnancy situations are not seeking illegal abortions. They're not seeking the abortion pill. They're not putting themselves, their lives, the lives of their unborn children at risk because they've been persuaded of the humanity of the unborn. That is my advice to you on social media. And then I wanted to wrap up this episode just by giving you what would be my 30-second soundbite if I was in a situation where I needed to defend why I was pro-life, but I didn't necessarily have seven minutes to go through the whole argument. And the 30-second soundbite is more or less just the last couple steps of the persuasion test, which is what I talked about in the previous episode. So what I typically say to people is three sentences. What I start by saying is, is that I agree that unplanned pregnancies can create real problems. I think this is a really important thing to communicate to pro-choice people because I think there's a misconception in pro-choice people's minds that what they're doing is they're just advocating for women. They're just advocating for improving the foster care system, for helping women in poverty, for helping rape victims. And that's really not what the pro-choice position is because the truth is, is that pro-life people and pro-choice people all want society to flourish. Like we all want women and children and our society to do well, and we don't want people to suffer. Everyone is all on the same page on that. Where the disagreement is, is not on whether or not unplanned pregnancies create real problems. What the disagreement is on is what is an acceptable solution to those real problems. So I always tell pro-choice people that I agree with them that unplanned pregnancies can create real problems. I agree with all of their concerns, and I really genuinely do. I just think that killing an innocent person is not an acceptable solution to those real problems. It's not. It's not acceptable for the women. It's not acceptable for the babies. And it's just not acceptable for our society because that is what they're advocating. They're advocating for killing an innocent person as a solution to societal issues. And you know, from all of the sci-fi movies we've seen over the years, you know, I think of the Avengers and Thanos actually is a great example of, you know, hey, here's the societal problem. We're going to solve it by, you know, getting rid of half the population. We're going to kill a bunch of people. Well, everybody knows when we watch that movie, like that's not an acceptable solution, Thanos. It's it's not that there is not a problem. It's that killing people is not an acceptable solution. And so it's the same way with abortion. It's like we agree with these problems. We agree that they're real. We agree that they're hard. We just don't think killing an innocent person is an acceptable way to solve them. And then I always, you know, finish by telling the pro-choice person that, you know, I, I think there is a misconception that pro-life people are trying to force our personal opinions on people. But the truth is, is that we just want the most uncontroversial law, the law against killing innocent people to be applied to all people. That's really it. That is the pro-life view. So to recap, if I only had 30 seconds, I would say the following. I agree that unplanned pregnancies can create real problems. I just think that killing an innocent person is not an acceptable solution to those real problems. I'm pro-life because I want the most uncontroversial law, the law against killing innocent people to protect all people, born and unborn. I hope that soundbite helps you. I'm going to email it out uh, to all of you. So if you're not on the email list yet, go sign up. You can do it by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.abortiondialogueacademy.org slash podcast. That is today's bonus episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. 
If you liked today's episode, you can help support the channel by leaving us a five-star review. Make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, sign up for our podcast email list on our website. That's www.abortiondialogacademy.org slash podcast. That way you get all the training exercises from the show delivered right to your inbox. Now I will see all of you next Saturday as I continue to teach you how you can persuade someone to be pro-life in seven minutes. Until next week, God bless.